1: Good morning, Brooke.
2: <laughs> Good happy birthday morning to you, Timothy.
1: Uh, actually it's it's actually afternoon here now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah oh but yeah. oh but we're supposed to be recording this in the morning, so, so this will be it's still morning. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. This yeah, from <laughs> It's still morning. Sunday Somewhere mornings
2: are hard, yeah. It's, it's morning in
1: California, that's it's right. It's morning in Hawaii. We're out, on the, Hawaii. We're out on the coast and you're, I'm on the coast and you're in Hawaii. So Here good morning, go. Brooke. <laughs> good morning, Timothy. How are
2: you?
1: I am quite well, thank
2: you. How's, how's the 20th anniversary of your 39th birthday?
1: So far it has been spectacular. <laughs> I awoke to some snow this morning, which was a delightful treat. What? Yep, yep. I'll tell no, you. Snow in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, it, no, no, I'm California? in Napa. I'm in Napa. Yeah, it was up in the hills, up in the hills. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, we dodged one yesterday because we had rain. Like, you know when you look out at the road and you just see wind blowing torrential sheets of rain down the road? It was like that. Mm-hmm. I looked out on the back uh, porch and it was like looking into a car wash.
2: Oh, the water
1: was just sheeting down and yeah. it was just insane. Uh, and if come through before the rain clouds, we'd have two feet of snow. But as it is, we just got a dusting, but it was just enough. The Lord said, here, Timbo, is a little present for you for your birthday. I love
2: it. I love it. And it made me happy. Oh, that's wonderful. That's awesome, Timbo. Happy for you. Thank you. I I don't prefer the snow. It's starting to be nice and warm. It's like 59 degrees here in Carolina, and we had torrential rains over the weekend. We were a little worried about our grass seed because we just seeded um, the whole plot not long ago, and thinking it was going to get washed away, but I think if it's looking nice and green today. I think it's going to be okay. We are working on our grounds to get our garden ready. I'm still nursing some seedlings and some, trying to get these seeds going inside under the. And this
1: is this is proper. Flight. Yeah, you're doing a victory garden, right? This is food yeah. garden.
2: Yeah, food garden, which is good this year, right? Well, that's what I'd like to talk about a little bit about some food security coming up. You know, we uh, we touched on it the other day, the Suez Canal evergreen or ever given whatever uh ship that was stuck i guess they just launched it today but now it's going to go into dock for inspection Do right hear? yeah
1: they have to put it in a dry dock to inspect it to make sure it's seaworthy but they did um they freed at least the bow and i think the whole yeah. ship will come at thereafter because it was the it was the yeah. prow is that big bulbous prow that was underneath the water line that was stuck yeah uh and that is that is freed so that's good news
2: that's good. It was really uh, but, funny looking at those little tiny bulldozers digging out.
1: Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it was like it was like we're the boys. where are the boys that are running those Tonka trucks. That's what I was wondering. Those <laughs> little Tonkas. Holy cow! So, uh, what's very interesting though is the buildup that we've had in the med of the Russian Navy. Yeah. You know, Thanks. is this? Was this truly an accident? Was it part of a larger? Uh, coordinated effort. Hopefully, we're going to be able to have someone on in the next couple of days that's going to be able to enlighten us a little bit on us mm-hmm. all. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do know that winds are a problem in that part of the world. That is sure. true. Sure. And pilot error does exist. That is true. Sure. Uh, but it, it just seems awfully convenient that the that Suez Canal was blocked off for two weeks or a week and a half a week, yeah. mm-hmm. while the Russian Navy was en route to double its force in the Med.
2: Yeah, that's uh, unsettling a little,
1: you know. So again, not not mm-hmm. making any conclusive statements, but just observing what's going on in the world.
2: Sure, we don't know anything. We can't make any con- nobody can make any conclusive statements about much of this. Um they're not telling us.
1: In fact, that's one of the things that we want people to help you develop your discernment. Stay Mm -hmm. away from people who are making conclusive statements when they have absolutely no possibility of having any reliable information themselves.
2: I'm so sorry. And this... Oh, inside. So I have inside source. I literally hear people say this on their podcast. Well, I have my inside sources. So I have high level inside sources and I just want to poke them in
1: the face. Well, no, but some people, some people do. I mean, you some and I have, you and I have inside sources. Where The guy that I want to bring on is a former pilot who has uh, sailed ships through the Suez Canal. Okay? No, I that's get it. A, that's I'm not taking source. away
2: from that. I'm not. But
1: the people that drive me crazy are the ones that they have inside Intel, and then they allude to some ridiculous podcast as their source. It's like, that's not yeah. your inside source. Yeah. Come well, on, people.
2: I still want to talk about that one crazy thing that we talked about the other day. I don't think we've talked about it, you and I, on, on air. But um, there is a character that is out there, and it's obviously a non, non-de-guerre. How do you say it? Non-de-guerre. Yeah, obviously yeah. that's not his real name.
1: Name uh, but, of war.
2: But everywhere he's everywhere on everybody's radar and I have really intelligent friends that look to this person as some sort of authority and I you know I really want to I want to warn people not to put all of your eggs in a basket of a person whose name is obviously not real.
1: Well, and, and that- I want to give a shout out to you because you're the one that did uh, – first of all, I was only – I would only heard this name tangentially in passing, and mm-hmm. I hadn't, hadn't read any of the tweets or, you know, followed this yep. all at all. Mm-hmm. And so you're the one that told me about it in the first place, but you're mm-hmm. also the one that decoded his name. Right. And yeah. we're not going to give you his name, but we will refer you to UCMJ Section 107, which <laughs> is – which is what <laughs> –
2: that is an article of infraction for giving false intel in the military. In in
1: what section is that?
2: <laughs> that is uh Uniform Code of Military Justice.
1: Section Article
2: Article one oh seven.
1: Article one oh seven. So so mm-hmm. we've given you all enough information to use your discernment <laughs> to figure out who we're talking about. Oh. God. But this is a blatant in your face. We're yeah. lying to you. This is a shill psyop. Yeah. And it's jail- just it's, ma- it's
2: making fun of you.
1: It is making fun. It is making, it fun, is of making fun of people.
2: And, and mm-hmm. this
1: is the thing, Brooke. We have seen so many leftists posing as MAGA people solely to dupe people yes. who in you know just good, honest, good, decent, honest. hardworking Americans oh. that the want blood, to make America the, right. better again. The, the yeah. yeah, the hardworking the the nation. America. Right. Yes. And and yes. but the leftists are punking them mercilessly
2: yeah and that's yeah. what
1: we're trying that's what we're trying to get people to be yeah. able to suss out for themselves and right. you know put on put on the armor of God and use your discernment and Absolutely. and don't let these people um suck you into to narratives false narratives and and things that are are um in some cases tragic i mean i, I yeah. have told you and i i did it on my patriot uprising show uh Lauren Beset was a college friend of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, I was on the island the night mm-hmm. that, that John and Carolyn and Lauren went into the sea. I was there. I know what the fog conditions were like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and one of my cousins was married, uh, her husband, Tommy Barrett, who uh, was vice commandant of the Coast Guard at the time. And I can't mm-hmm. tell you everything I know, but it's not good. Sure. Right? And they're, def- they're definitely beyond question, 100%, don't even think about it, Dead.
2: They went down in the water. They and, a
1: friend, and a friend of mine said recently, this is like a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. I know he's probably dead, but wouldn't it be wonderful if it were true? And I said, yeah, well, wouldn't it be wonderful if Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny were real, too? I know. I know. It literally, that's how I feel. It's like, yeah, it'd be awesome mm-hmm. if Santa was true. And mm-hmm. then, you know, somebody came down the chimney, broke into our house, and left us a boatload of presents every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just not reality. and And that's the thing, is people have to stop uh Living the wish and and start living in the real world because until you do you can't be fighting the real honest to god enemies that we have, and they're all around us they're all
2: around us, so can we still talk about the the lack of reality a little bit with people who say that um that you know Trump is still really president still really president like just, I can't even get the words out because it's so painful right um but yet. We see it so – if you're on Telegram and you're seeing what I'm, I've am i been seeing on Telegram, I just have to walk away from it because it is so much shill stuff. Evidently, Trump is not president, people. It is now March 29th. Evidently, he did. Yeah, what happened to March 4th? <laughs> well, evident – I mean, here we are. We have to look at reality. We have to be realistic about this. Yes, we wish that it weren't so. Yes, it was stolen. It was all stolen from us. America is being stolen from us every single day
1: by these commie
2: that right in front of our eyes. So if we just sit back on our laurels and constantly say, well, he's not really the president because Trump's really president and, he's re- and the military is really in control. Military is not in control, guys. The military has their own powers and they're not running the country and Biden is some sort of actor. That is not...
1: Really. Well, and plus the people that are running the military are all people that survived Obama's ideological purge.
2: Yes, they are all they are the definitely scary brass. Mm-hmm.
1: Because I know a number of colonels and lieutenant colonels that resigned. There's one guy, a friend of mine's son, is a captain in the army. He is resigning his commission because of all the political correct BS that's going on in the army today Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this wasn't during you know eight years ago Mm -hmm. during the obama term this is going on today these generals Mm -hmm. are and admirals are bad news today Mm -hmm. and and we saw that by defending the use of armed soldiers our national guardsmen in walking in uniform down the halls Mm -hmm. of congress to protest at a congressman's office that is a blatant Mm -hmm. violation of the ucmj totally the whole purpose of the restrictions on the military from speaking out in uniform is because we're supposed to have a military that is completely under civilian control. And the military is not supposed to be involved in politics one way or the other. That's right. Individually they can have their own opinion, but you cannot politically advocate in the uniform Mm -mm.
2: one Mm -mm. way or another. No, no, no. So it's troubling. Where do things stand in DC? Do you know, are the fences still up?
1: Fences are still up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you and I were, were there when they went up. We were we were part of that cordon to move us away from yep. the Capitol, yep. um, which was, it wasn't scary, but it was very disturbing. I was it, it, thinking back in the life of our nation, you know, I was a boy, like I always say, I was a little Alex B. Keaton, but I was reading two newspapers a day at the age of six, seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. I remember Kent State. I remember all the turmoil. Right.
2: Um, well, Kent State's why we didn't end up going to the Capitol
1: when we heard it had been breached. Exactly. Kent, Kent exactly. State was the
2: reason we didn't move on. We were like, we were we, on our we way and route. We stayed right we on our metro,
1: state. right on yeah. the metro, and we went yeah. home instead, yeah. And
2: I went to the hotel exactly to watch it all because of, because of the memory of Kent State, you know. Yeah. There's,
1: there's. But I remember, um... <laughs> I remember those things, and I haven't been this disturbed since. I
2: know.
1: No. You know, Occupy Wall Street didn't disturb me as much as this. No. You because... know what, there,
2: I do have this one foreboding feeling. It was... Uh, it was the the day we woke up to Andrew Breitbart's death. Mm-hmm. That was a foreboding day that I thought, here he is, you know, in his 40s, dies of a quote-unquote heart attack, nine days after I interviewed him at CPAC, and he also said he had incredible information he was going to disclose. Yep. He said that from the stage. So uh that foreboding feeling is never that's sort of like when the second tower was hit you know exactly the yep. the, the the pit that never goes away you know yep. the stirring in your soul that just never quit gets quenched so yeah it's um uh, it's scary but when we just sit around and talk about it nothing is going to change
1: which I know is why go ahead
2: no i know i know in uh, many localities like even here in, in this county. They've just had conventions. Most GOP conventions are are either uh, currently taking place or are about to take place. State GOP conventions are going to take place, so chairmen are going to be interviewed. I'd like to – or uh, chairmen are going to be elected. I'd like to interview um, a candidate in Oklahoma at some point soon. Uh, A wonderful grassroots, but it's the grassroots that are going to bring this back, and you have to be – I know people are mad about elections, but if we totally disengage – then we're going to definitely lose it. We're going to definitely lose it from here on out if we stay disengaged. If we go, well, my vote obviously didn't count, so I'm never going to vote again. I've heard that from a lot of people,
1: and uh, it's scary to here. Way too many people, and that is exactly where I was just going to go. You know, yeah. we can't emphasize enough how it's. You know, our best strategy, right, is to use the left's techniques against them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use the rules of ra- rules for radicals by Saul Alinsky against totally. them. Uh, and I, I want to use their bumper sticker against them, think globally, act locally, okay? So mm-hmm. think think nationally, act locally, okay? Be concerned with national politics, but get involved in your town GOP committee, with yes. your county GOP committee, with your state yes. GOP committee. Find some candidates you want to support for school board. Run for school board yourself. School Definitely. board is the number one most important uh, office for yeah. local office holders it's more important than mayor or selectman or whatever form of government you have school board is incredibly powerful because that is literally helping create the educational reality for future generations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we've seen what bad school boards have done this past year just That's destroyed true. high school athletics destroyed uh, children their test scores are going backwards special ed children have regressed Phenomenally, I've got a friend who's got a severely autistic son who has regressed five years in the last year.
2: Oh, good lord!
1: Um, yeah. it, it's just it's bad all around. So school boards, incredibly, and it can be done. Okay, our our uh, South Florida uh, organizer Sherry Lynn helped mm-hmm. get the uh, a mayor, a Republican mayor, yep. and three all three open school board seats. Uh, We're Republicans in Mm -hmm. Western Florida, which is in the heart of Debbie Wasserman Schultz's congressional district. So it can be done even in in deep Democrat areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we can't urge you enough to, you know, roll up your sleeves and get involved. Don't just sit Mm -hmm. on the sidelines and watch.
2: Yeah. And start going to things. Go to every meeting you can find. I've gone to two women's meetings this month. I went to my county convention. Sean's going to the men's meetings. You know, this doesn't make us establishment Republicans because we're getting established in the Republican Party. It makes us informed and it makes us involved. Don't be afraid of being, you know, a part of the Republican Party. It's the only place we have to go right now. It's the
1: only place. It is the only place. And and it's the only place we're ever going to have to go. Okay, so we've got to we've got to make it the party for us. -hmm. And not the party for them, and that's the that's the revolution we're trying to lead. And I'll just remind people uh, the truth of what Woody Allen said: ninety percent of success in life is just showing up. Showing up. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. toward that end, Mm -hmm. we want to announce that I and two other MAGA Institute representatives will be attending uh, Clay Clark's Thrive Time Conference in Tulsa on the sixteenth and seventeenth of April. And just yesterday, we were invited to the VIP dinner with Mike Lindell, Sidney Powell, Linwood, Wood, and General Mike Flynn. So this is all part of us having just shown up. In D.C. in December, you in Arizona for two weeks, me in Philadelphia the week after the election, both of us in D.C. in January, uh, we're starting to become recognized in the activist community and uh, going to have a lot of great things that we can do as a result of that. Uh, but one of the things we need right now is the support of the people who've already been incredibly generous. And for people who haven't donated yet, I just started a new campaign on the website. So if you go to www.magainstitute.com, you're going to see a pop-up that says send us to, help send us to Tulsa. We've got a a limited goal of $4,500. That's all we need to get out there for the three of us. And we are really uh, grateful for everyone who's donated already that has funded our ongoing operations. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we thought it would be better to fundraise like this. Instead of raising a huge amount of money that we then decide to spend, we're not asking for money until we have something to spend it on. So Mm -hmm. we've raised some money that we've worked on the website, and the website started to get – Uh, much more where we want it to be. That's going to keep improving over time. Uh, But right now, we just have a limited campaign to get us uh, to Tulsa in two and a half weeks. So Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. just wanted to highlight that for people and direct their attention to it. Because one of the big problems we have, Brooke, we've got almost 14,000 Facebook group members and almost every single post I see. We have 160 views, 170 views. Mm -hmm. That's not because people aren't interested in what we have to say, because how many times have you heard, oh, you guys are still around? We haven't seen anything in months. Yep,
2: yep. I have actually people reaching out to me in DM often saying, Brooke, where's MAGA Institute? I can't find you. I never see you. Um, So not only can you not find, I mean, it's being hidden just regularly in your feed, but even if you look for it, it's being hidden. I know that when I go to post on it, And I hit groups. It's like the 40th group down on my list. I was going to say,
1: I got to scroll and scroll and scroll. And it's a group we admin. And it used to be my first one because it's my group. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> you know, our, our group, right. So, yeah, it's all but, – but we know that this is the story of social media, certainly of Facebook and, and, and Twitter. We know that we're not going to be able to, uh, to have any reliance on that, which is why we're doing what we're doing, and that is a daily podcast now. Um, we're going to be putting that on our website every day. We're going to be posting it to social media, but also you have something to tell us about where we're going also.
1: Absolutely. And – um I just want to emphasize for people, even though we have set a a, a goal of 4,500 for this campaign, $5 or $1 is incredibly valuable because one of the things that larger donors look at is how many donors we have and, you know, how many people are actually supporting us. So even if it's a dollar.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's going to help us. So don't yeah. think that any donation is too small or not enough or you're, you, you feel bad that you couldn't do more. We're happy with a dollar because a dollar actually helps us.
2: Right. Definitely definitely it it helps our numbers, like Timbo said, when we when we present what we're gonna start presenting to um hopefully big big donors and uh come to a place where, you know, we're gonna be able to be uh formidable as MAGA Institute, which is very exciting the future holds. I wanna also mention we are growing our uh district ambassadorships. I don't know if we're gonna actually end up calling them that, but every district, which there are four hundred and thirty five of them, yeah, there's probably going to be districts. many congressional districts there's going to be more after they finish this redistricting i think we're adding two even in north carolina
1: yeah but so, they don't add they don't add more all they do is they re. They, we're losing two from new york so you're going to get our two.
2: Oh, is that how they do it? yeah it are stays you at, kidding
1: no because it's by population so it's 435
2: yeah. right in congress in the house yes yeah. Yeah, it's, it's
1: limited to 435 and that's why states New York used to, when I first voted in 1980, we had 49 electoral or 47 electoral college votes. We now have 29 and we're expected to lose two more.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Because people
1: have fled New York because the Democrats have destroyed New York.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd like to get um, 55 California districts down to 10. Wouldn't that be great?
1: (laughs) Oh. That would be fabulous.
2: <laughs> I don't I, see that happening.
1: Look, I would be happy with a complete audit of the California elections because I bet we won five or six seats. Of course we did. Of course.
2: Of course. But it's a jungle primary. It's a it's a jungle out in California until explain they that, change.
1: Explain what that means to people that don't know the term jungle primary.
2: Sure. So, actually, two states do this, um, California and Nebraska. Isn't that right, Nebraska? Yep,
1: yeah, Nebraska. And Nebraska is a weird state anyway because it's it a uni- unicameral legislature. Unicameral. It's the only one, yeah.
2: Right, right. Um, but anyway, the way it works is the Democrats decided long ago that they wanted to um, – the top two vote-getters of an election, let's say it's a primary, okay? It's actually when it happens, it's in the primary. Uh, you've got ten candidates for one seat, and two of them are Republican, and – Five of them or six of them are uh, Democrat and maybe a couple are independent. The top two vote getters, not the top Republican and the top Democrat, not that like in normal states, it's the Republican primary. You go from the Republicans, right? You pick the top. Yep. Pr- the winner of the Republican primary is the one that moves on to the general. That doesn't happen in California. The top two vote getters of that election. Not that party, but that election are the ones that move on to the general. So it's always Democrats, most likely. There are some areas that are red holdouts and they have some Republican movement, but most of the time it's always Democrats, which and is for why state, you have.
1: Statewide office, it's always Democrats versus Democrats. No, always, Democrat. always,
2: always. It's disgusting. It's and that's disgusting. what they that's don't want.
1: Democrats are, you know, we can always tell what they're really about because it's exactly the opposite of what the words they use are. Yeah, the Demo- right. Democrats are completely anti-democratic.
2: Yes, right. For the people, this HR one for the people, the, the the bill in the House, exactly for the, the yep. voting rights and garbage.
1: Um, Brooke, remind uh, me, why is it racist to have voter ID, but it's not racist to require a COVID vaccination ID? <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm I, confused. I,
0: yeah,
2: they 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 just punk us, you know. Um, in I remember in North Carolina in 2013 when I was fighting this battle for voter ID, actually at the state capitol, we all went and. We had voter integrity issues back then, we still do, but uh, one of the things that I said at the Senate hearing with the NAACP catcalling me um, was we had picked up a homeless girl and she had, didn't have a purse. She her She was kicked out of her house, she was completely homeless, she needed help, she was hiding in the bathroom crying, we took care of her, we brought her home. We went to the police, of course. She couldn't get her wallet, so they told us to go to, you know, all the social offices, whatever. Every social office we went to to try to help her get her driver's license, the first thing we wanted to know, will you register to vote? Are you registered to vote? Let's register you to vote. She didn't even have an ID or – she didn't have a. I'm telling you, she had nothing. I'm like, I'm trying yep. to help this girl. She's 18 years old. We need to help her get her – Stuff situated, you know, back her identity. Oh, but let's register you to vote. Register you to vote. Register you to vote. Every single office did that to her. I was so furious, and I said that in the in the hearing. And I said, the thing is, is voter ID isn't for. We're not trying to stop anybody from voting. We're trying to stop you from cheating.
1: Right. That's
2: the whole deal. We're just well, trying to stop cheats.
1: And that's 100% their opposition to it because they know that they can't win an honest, fair, open election, which is why they cheat.
2: I read today that 200 – or yesterday – 200,000 voters in Georgia are not don't have an ID. How is that even – how is that even yeah. possible? How it's do you not get your medicine? because
1: how do you get your How do you get your medication? How do you get, get your, your EBT?
2: Well, even if you don't take that, you've got to have an ID of some sort. There's no way there's 200,000 voters in Georgia without ID unless yeah, they're no, all illegals.
1: I, yeah, no, I call BS on that. Well, no, because <laughs> even illegals have ID because they take phony ID.
2: Yeah
1: you know if they ask you for id when you register you could show them on a piece of paper written with crayon my name jose and they'll say okay jose here you go
2: mm-hmm, you're going to re- mm-hmm. you're
1: going to register democrat right
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back to this this district ambassadorships we really want you to know that your input is so important to us uh, this you are how we do this because well you're
1: actually our secret sauce and that's how I explain it to, to potential sauce. donors our secret sauce oh. is that we have people boots on the ground in every congressional district then nobody else is doing this this is unique
2: yeah. Yeah, that that you're doing the vetting because you've got your boots on the ground, your ear to the ground, you're listening. You're going to these events, you're going to forums, you see them on TV, you hear the people say make their promises. You do the vetting. You know them. You went to high school with them. You you know their brother, you know their cousin, you know somebody, and so that's why we need. Um, we're we're going to start assigning actual ambassadorships to each district. If you're a MAGA Institute member and you want, you lift your hand and say, Hey, I'm I've been vetting and I am excited about that, but I would love to be uh, a Institute ambassador for this district. We want your name. So please, And,
1: and, and there could be more than email. one for each district. So
2: Absolutely.
1: don't feel as though, oh, well, somebody else is already doing it because the more the merrier, literally, because different people know different people and different people mm-hmm. discover different information. And mm-hmm. seriously, if we could have five or six in every congressional district, I'd be over the moon.
2: Well and honestly for the twenty twenty uh primary cycle, so in twenty nineteen, people were vetting candidates in different districts because
1: they then they were, lived. Know, yeah. Then they mm-hmm.
2: lived. So like my even people I know friends in Oklahoma that were willing to do the vetting, vetted some people in Colorado. Uh, my friend some of my friends that wanted to volunteer in Hawaii vetted some people in, you know, in, in Michigan. So that this is this is this is workable. This is workable no matter where you are.
1: If somebody Absolutely. else is already in
2: that spot. So Absolutely. We love it. We love it. Um, one thing we've, t- we've talked funny about, um, we called it the, uh, what do we call it? It was the new club of the, the Blind Squirrel Club. That's it, the Blind yeah, Squirrel yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're going to start naming people who get, you know, find a nut every once in a while. We were really mad at James Lakeford the night of January 6th where he said, you know, I, in good conscience, I can no longer vote in the way I was going to, prom- I promised Oklahoma I would vote against certifying these electors but now given the insurrection of today i'm going to vote against that that puts you in a new category altogether and now you are now you're a bad guy in my my book you didn't Absolutely. keep your word you didn't keep your word you, you you which you ran on honesty and integrity and you you're, and so you've got some challenges now in oklahoma in fact a wonderful uh endorsement from general mike flynn just happened in the last couple of weeks for uh uh oh, what's it, Longmire, J- Landon Longmire. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah, I think
1: so, yeah.
2: And then there's a couple others I know that are, are going to be running for that seat. There's a David like- Dombroso. There's a lot of folks, good folks, good heartfelt Americans that care about it. And uh, and, and back to this blind squirrel, so James Langford goes down to the border, right, because mm-hmm. we we're in a crisis.
1: Well, I was just going to say we got to give you – know, too many people are black and white, and they have uh, litmus tests. And as soon as as soon as you do one thing wrong, it's like, no, that's the way the left works. We're going to look on, uh, uh, take a balanced approach, yep. and look on balance, are you more America first, or are you more deep state? Right, and, and he did find us. He did find a nut last night, didn't he? He found a
2: nut, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was, um, of course, the, the border crisis that everybody wants uh, the media to ignore. We had some great senators, Ted Cruz and, and James Langford, go down and actually record what's happening down there. Uh, sounds like in the month of March, you guys over a hundred thousand people have come in at the McAllen bridge alone
1: alone and and senator langford we you know we were uh, very upset with him on the sixth but you know right now he did do a very good thing exposing this he showed the bridge and how people are coming through and he said they're literally just walking through and then they're busing them over there and he showed the buses and they're dropping them off in the middle of of McAllen. so so you know even though we are critical of senator right now Mm-hmm. Um, he did do a good thing, and we hope to see more less of what he did on the sixth, and more of what he did last night. Yeah,
2: and when it comes so. time
1: to evaluate whether we're going to support him, we will look unbalanced. It's not going to oh, you, mm-hmm. you this one vote we didn't like, therefore you're a bad guy. We're going to try to unseat you. Um, but but these politicians need to know, Brooke, too, that we're watching them, and that we're not just watching them uh, when they're running for office, but these ambassadors aren't just going to help us vet candidates for the election, but we want people to continue vetting yes, so we can sure. keep an eye on our elected representatives to hold for them sure. to their promises because, you know, people in the district might know something that we haven't heard yet mm-hmm. and it will be very valuable. But You know, so then we can approach these uh, elected representatives and say, look, we supported you in the last election and uh, we don't like what you're doing, and our support can be pulled. And if we pull it, you know, we'll make it very public that we're pulling our certification.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, we will. And
1: that's not blackmail. That's called petitioning no. your government.
2: That's what. That's why we have every two years. That's why we have it. Absolutely. Thankfully, the the, the wise founders <laughs> set it up where we have our own term limits. We just have to use them. Um, but regarding what he said down there about the border, this is worse than when uh, the usurper Obama was in office. This is where we saw a lot of that. That was happening all the time. This is so much worse. This is so we are losing our country and they're invading it.
1: Well, and you know why speak because they know that they only have two years because they know that the backlash coming in 2022 is going, it it could be generational Brooke, Mm Mm-hmm. And that that will have mm-hmm. its own problems because I don't know that I want the Republicans in, in power for 50 years either.
2: No, um,
1: I want, yeah. I want I want, I want America first. America, I don't care if they're a Democrat, if they're a Green Party, if they're America first, I'm with them. Yeah. If 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 they're globalists, I'm against them. It's as simple Absolutely.
2: as that. Absolutely. We have traitors and patriots. That's the yep. two parties, traitors and patriots. So with that vein, we're going to actually host somebody on a show this week um, who is, a border worker, an ICE agent, and um, and I want to hear what he's really seeing, and it is, dev- it is devastating, you guys. It is enough that we should be, we should have a million militia march on the border to stop what's happening, but we won't. It just, We just won't.
1: We don't even need a, mil- a million militia. Militia has militaristic connotations. I would love to see a million citizen march. Heck, Militia is
2: in the Second Amendment because that's you and me.
1: Well, I understand that, and no, and I know how you were using it, but I'm just saying in terms of in terms of optics and PR, yeah. I'd, I'd love I'd love to see two million bikers at the border.
2: Yeah, well, we can do that. I mean, it, it it takes some it takes some work, but I tell you, the anger's there. The anger's there, and the people are pissed.
1: Yeah, the hell with the, the, the hell with bikers to DC because DC doesn't care. Except no, oh, what are we they see made me late. Yeah, they made me late for my Georgetown dinner party. You know, big mm-hmm. deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But two million bikers at the border—that's something.
2: Yeah, right.
1: I mean, wow. imagine if you imagine if you took Sturgis and Weirs Beach and Daytona and put mm-hmm. them all in McAllen.
2: So I talked with Belinda recently. She's the lady that I helped back in two thousand thirteen when we did two million bikers to D C, my girlfriend Belinda. Um, and we said that. We we're like, we've got to do something, but DC there's no point in going to D C. Maybe they need to hear the roar of the angry bikers at each state capital, which is also a good idea too. Yep, and that's closer a good idea. to home. Closer to home. But what you say about the border, that makes that that makes quite you a know, punch. That makes quite a punch.
1: Because it's not that the media Um, don't want people to know about what's going on. The media have been ordered not to show this stuff. Right. Did you see the Ted Cruz video? I'm just going to say, all the photos that Ted Cruz is getting out, the children with the space blankets.
2: Well, the video with that woman standing in front of him trying to keep him from, please, sir, respect their dignity, respect their dignity. How about respect America?
1: Right. How about respect the law?
2: how about respect the law and this is an invasion these people are actually on top of one another in what looks like a hot box wearing wearing aluminum blankets right. where's the dig- where's the dignity for them when they are yes. 700 people where there should only be
0: 80
1: and let's I mean, be very and let's be very clear these aren't just poor people looking for the free handouts these are people from all over the world the whole chinese world. nationals mm-hmm. middle eastern bullwinkles, People mm-hmm. from Africa, ask yourselves: How the hell do you quote unquote migrate by foot mm-hmm. to Texas from mm-hmm. Africa? Nobody right. that nobody Diana Nyad wasn't that good a swimmer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, I know, I know. So we're gonna have a, a an agent give us some really harrowing details about it all, and I'm looking forward to that interview. Um, we got some great stuff coming.
1: We're very excited. We're try- we've been, you know we said our initial goal was we're going to try to keep these to about a half an hour cuz that seems to be a digestible chunk. Uh but today we gave you uh 50% more for free. It's <laughs> free. free. So for free. so let us know let us know whether you'd like longer, whether you like shorter, what you know the nice thing about a podcast is you can listen to it anytime. I've got a, a friend she listens to podcasts all day long while she's you yep. know do- doing chores or driving her grandchildren around yep. or whatever she's yep. doing. Uh, So you can take us with you. We're going to be uh, on a lot more platforms uh, coming soon. We have to have a certain number of hours um, before um, we're able to be on these other platforms. Uh, But for now, you're always going to be able to find us at MAGAinstitute.com. And, again, anything you could donate to get us to Tulsa would be greatly appreciated. Uh, And please give us your name and your email. Uh, so that you, we can give you the email newsletters that we're going to start that will have the links to all the articles and all the podcasts for the previous week. So that's just an easy way to get a big chunk of Brooke and Timbo.
2: Awesome, awesome. Hey, listen, I want to wish everyone a holy week, a happy holy week. Um, we're obviously under serious satanic attack. You can see that with these shoes and just the culture and Cardi B and oh, all of that. Oh, let's
1: just quickly talk about the shoes because we didn't talk about that the other day.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: So tell, little Tell them not. about the shoes.
2: Little Nas, I don't even know who that is. He's now going by
1: Little Nas X. Little Nas X, Malcolm Malcolm X.
2: X. Yeah, well, Malcolm X would would cringe if he saw your video, little guy. Cringe. Um, The man died a a Sunni Muslim. There's no way he would have appreciated you making out with Satan. Oh my gosh. So the video. Doing a
1: doing a lap dance for Satan.
2: Yeah, just sliding down to hell on a
1: stripper pole and doing a lap dance for Satan. That's what this video is.
2: I mean, it's 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 just. It's just, just so many degrees of disgusting. Um, but it's not an accident that this was released, I think, right here at Holy Week. Right. Um, you know, w- we are in a spiritual war. This is a spiritual and, and, But
1: tell them about battle. these shoes. And let so me be shoes. very clear at the yeah. start that this is nothing to do with Nike Corporation, okay? This is a company called Mischief without the I and the E, M S C H F. And they bought these shoes at a shoe store and then they turn them into the, what they're actually selling. So these aren't Nike shoes Hey, listen, from I, Nike. No,
2: I don't give any apologies to, or any kudos to Nike over that. I'm not I giving still kudos. The, still, get,
1: still I uses
2: will, the Uyghurs. And they're, well,
1: you know. absolutely, and I will criticize Nike for the things that they should be criticized for. I just don't want to criticize them for something that, quite frankly, they have nothing to do with. Okay,
2: so anyway, these shoes, they're black Nike shoes. They have 666 on them as well as Luke 1018, which is a verse of the Bible. that says, I saw Satan falling like lightning. That's what Luke 1018 says. But also in the sole of it, apparently, there's red ink in the sole of it. But in the ink, there is
1: a drop, human, a of drop human apparently,
2: of human blood. So these are sacrificial shoes.
1: But they've also reheated the soles in a new mold that basically shows uh, twisted Souls of the Damned. I didn't
2: see that. It looks, that. Uh,
1: yeah, it looks like one of those Bruegel paintings from the Middle oh, yeah. Ages, where oh, yeah. it's like you know the the 80s. writhing, the writhing mm-hmm. in pain and all that. Mm-hmm. That's literally mm-hmm. the soul of the shoe. The River sticks.
2: Yeah. 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 Disgusting. And that's our culture, guys. That's our culture. So pray for your nation.
1: And it's a limited for edition for of 666 pairs.
2: And they're one thousand and eighteen dollars
1: they're selling them for $1,018, which is Luke ten eighteen, 18. And it, it says, it's not just us being conspiracy theory and making yeah, that connection. Right there. It yeah. literally says right on the side of it in red on the black shoe, yeah. uh, Luke 10, 18. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Satanists are real. Uh, uh, sure. They're touting this as free speech. Again, that's what the communists are doing. They are using our own laws. It's what the bullwinkles are doing. They're using our own laws against us. Well, mm-hmm. it's time for us to start using their rules against them. So again, mm-hmm. Think nationally, mm-hmm. act locally, act locally, mm-hmm. and, and, and get out there and, and keep fighting the good fight. We love you. Love y'all. You See you tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye bye.